0: Hi, I'm your host Renal Janssen von Feden. You can just call me Renal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Realm. This episode is brought to you by my book Once Tales, Myths and Legends of Fairy, available in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. Go to RenalThemishmaker.com forward slash my hyphen books for more. This week's episode is a bit different. I've received several messages from listeners and from readers of my blog asking about what dark fantasy is. Whenever I tell someone that I write dark fantasy, they recoil. Why? Because they hear dark and think horror. Or worse. So I decided to do this episode with the hope that when someone searches online for dark fantasy, they will find this and understand the art behind it. So, what is dark fantasy? Dark fantasy in a nutshell. Dark fantasy incorporates the darker and frightening aspects of fantasy. It usually has an atmosphere of horror and dread, though that's not necessary. Still confused? How about some bullet points? Dark fantasy is a subgenre of fantasy. Fantasy deals with the fantastic, magic, mythical creatures, etc. Dark fantasy uses elements of fantasy to study the darker side of human nature. Lots of psychology, weirdness and wonder. Dark fantasy is at ease with the gore and horror inherent in its darkness. But it doesn't aim to frighten. It is not horror. Dark fantasy has many anti-heroes and normal people who have to do unsavoury things for the greater good, like how Amy hunts the poachers after a pegasi in Magic at Midnight. Dark fantasy villains range from being misguided to being full out bad guys. Dark fantasy stories delve into the depths of speculative fiction, are dark and twisted without aiming to frighten and gross out readers. So how do I write dark fantasy? I mix it up with low fantasy, where magical events intrude on an otherwise normal world, or urban fantasy, where magic and weird stuff creep in on the edges of a world where magic is not the norm and most people are oblivious to it all. From my own backlist, I describe magic at midnight as low fantasy and dark desires as urban fantasy. You can see the difference in genres by their covers and blurbs. Magic at Midnight has a pegasus with gleaming red eyes on the cover. The blurb for Magic at Midnight. Betrayal. Conspiracies. Magic. Amy has only known one life. Now she needs to put it all on the line to save what is precious to her. Can this simple farm girl survive court life? Can she stop a war from burning down her world? And what of the mysterious princess of Hazelwood and her covert glances? Not to mention the prince of Acaciawood Wood, who might or might not be involved with the prophecies ruling the kingdoms. With mysteries and secrets threatening the life she longs to return to, can she separate her feelings from the mission? To what lengths will she go to save her loved ones? Dark Desires, on the other hand, as a young woman on the cover with fizzing magic around her and her hand glowing with magic, as well as a comedy tragedy mask on it to go with the tagline when masks are ripped off. Blurb for Dark Desires. Iron and Fay aren't friends, yet Tasha has no choice but to be in the human realm. The very life is at stake. High school isn't much safer than fairy, though. Clicks, falling in love and navigating day-to-day activities are dangerous enough without the added dread of being unmasked as being otherworldly. But when something happens and everyone reveals their true selves, Tasha has a choice to make. Will she save them from the curse upon them and reveal her true nature, or will she let them die and stay safe herself? Scroll up to find out how Tasha deals with the upheaval of her world. This is the first book in the Dark Court Sisters series. You can learn more about these books and others on my website, com slash, my, hyphen, books. I use my own Realm, Fairy, the in-between, the wildwood, etc., and its denizens to fill out my fantasy world. I blog about the places and creatures I use from Folklore once a month, and I add it to my original Fae page for ease of access for readers looking for a specific creature. And, of course, I do this podcast. Okay, once a month doesn't always work. Sometimes I do four a month, whatever is going on in my life. As for age range, I think that you can read my stories, no matter how young at heart you are, or how old your driver's license says you are. I do think though that reader discretion is advised. Some of my books deal with mental disease, the fallout of sexual assault, gender identity, animal rights as in the case of poachers, death, vigilante justice, organ trafficking and other hot button issues people tend to shy away from. Sometimes these issues are thinly veiled and at other times it is central to the plot. I do aim to write for the young adult market, so I keep my books clean. No graphic violence. At least, I try not to be too graphic, though I've become desensitized living in a burning country. No sex, though if characters do engage in amorous activities, the scene fades to black like in an old movie. Most of my stories are about figuring out who you are and who you want to be. Coming-of-age stories with a message about growing up. I have many ideas of how that should be handled, which usually turns into a heavy debate with my writing friends. And how do I explain dark fantasy to them? Dark fantasy is all about examining the human condition, looking at the consequences of actions and decisions, and how the beliefs we hold can change the way we see the world. Why do I write dark fantasy? I can explore human psychology in the safety of a book by putting people through horrible situations, sit back and watch it play out, without being sent to a place for the criminally insane. It's loads of fun when done right. Besides, I can deal with my own monsters through writing. Gregory House in the TV series House said something that resonated with me. It's a basic truth of the human condition that everybody lies. The only variable is about what. This makes for intriguing characters. I write dark fantasy because you can say and do things in books that you're too afraid to express in real life. Besides, it's fun to throw characters into turmoil to see how they'll react. And they are Pegasi, of course. I hope this has answered your questions. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renownedthemysmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic, and danger await. Take care.